This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to the Unknown Regions, where a Star Wars-focused podcast brings you a variety of different content, such as the latest news, film, novel, and comic reviews, and connections with the people in the galaxy. This podcast aims to deliver fresh content to your comm link from the Holonet. This is Star Wars by MRC Tech. Episode 26, everyone, and welcome to Star Wars by the MRC Tech. I am your host, Sean, and we are happy to have you as we travel through the unknown regions. We're recording on July 7th, 2020. Happy July 4th. Hope you had a great weekend. And thanks out there to Awesome Video Gamer, Gingerbread Beauty, Dave GT, Sky Venom for joining me on this Twitch adventure as we go through our live production of the podcast every Monday night starting around after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a little random. This is what happens when you have two kids. But on episode 26, here's what's going on in our hyperspace spot. We're going to talk about some early sketches of Palpatine that surfaced on the old Twitterverse. We're going to cover breaking news in Mandalorian World. And we're going to talk and analyze some new Lego art that's coming out that has a little bit of Star Wars inspiration. In our final segment of episode 26, we're back to That's No Moon. It's a breakdown part two, starting at the 30 minute and 33 second mark and going to the hour two mark. A little bit over a half hour for that segment, but is some live commentary of The Rise of Skywalker, a movie in which I enjoyed, but has it changed? I guess you'll have to find out as you listen. If you're new to the podcast or you need a reminder, you can support the podcast through just listening, sharing, and liking, and providing feedback through Apple or Google or whatever. You can support the show uh, monetarily, if you would like, we can maintain equipment and bring even better content to you. You can head on over to mrctechllc.com backslash become a fan. And as you heard, the opening sounder, MR, or, uh, Star Wars by the MRC Tech, is part of the Gold Squadron, which is part of the Red 5 family, uh, red5network.com. And if you like live streams, come on out and join me on Twitch, where we record the podcast, build Legos, and play video games all live. Make sure you follow the channels, like the Facebook page, follow the Instagram page, join the chat on Twitch, and generally have fun, because that's what we try to do. But as we say, let's get started 
and jump right into our hyperspace spot. Ready? Punch it. In today's hyperspace spot on episode 26, let's start off with some very interesting tidbits. According to Kevin Jenkins, at Kev underscore Jenkins, on June 14th, 2020, which is, I guess, not really breaking news uh, now that I'm looking at it. It says, at the very beginning of production, I was on my own developing designs for Palpatine's return. Due to secrecy at the time, I was locked away in my own dark office, let out once a week to review designs with JJ. This pencil sketch is from the very first batch. And it's sort of a, it's got like a robotic aspect to it at the top. It has, uh, Palpatine has mechanical arms. It's kind of cool looking. And I like it a lot. Um, Someone asks, how early in production was the Palpatine idea floated to you? Right at the beginning, I worked on my own for about four to five months on all things Palpatine and the last act, including very early design ideas of what was to become his sanctuary at Exegol. So uh, I guess the point we're trying to make here is that a lot of people, me included, I don't really like the idea of Palpatine being back in full. I like the idea of Palpatine's influence. Um... But it wasn't random. That's what I'm getting here. The, the whole Palpatine returning is not random. What is random is not making connections to it in The Last Jedi. So I can't say definitively that it was well planned out. No, hold on. Let me back that up. I can say that this was not well planned out because if this sketch was months before production started well when does that overlap the last jedi and were they already into post and blah 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 this that you get into the whole thing so you can be really angry at the whole palpatine thing uh you can say that it's shoehorned in you can say that they just brought brought him back because the last jedi was so bad i think it was a plan to bring him back i just don't think it was executed great and that's my thoughts and feelings on it. But the sketch is pretty gnarly looking. Uh, check the show notes for that tw- that link to the tweet. I thought that was really cool. Moving on over to The Mandalorian. As of June 30th, a little over a week ago, The Mandalorian Publishing Program revealed this is the way to discovering a new series of books inspired by the hit to Disney Plus series. You know if it's a book... I'm probably going to buy it. So let's see what they got cooking up. And I I don't really pre-read these articles. So when I'm reading them on the podcast, I'm reading them for the first time. So I'm often getting a live, live reaction. Fans of The Mandalorian will soon go deeper into the world of the Disney Plus series than ever before. StarWars.com is thrilled to announce a new publishing program dedicated to The Mandalorian, featuring books and titles for fans of all ages. The series kicks off this fall with releases planned through the winter and spring. Check out the list below for a look at some of what's in store. Get a sneak peek at the cover for The Art of The Mandalorian Season 1, featuring a new illustration by Lucasfilm's Doug Chang. The Art of the Mandalorian Season 1 by Phil Sozak, cover by Doug Chang, the Mandalorian original novel, adult novel, Del Rey by Adam Christopher. I followed him on Twitter. 
The Mandalorian, the ultimate visual guide, DK by Pablo Hidalgo. The Mandalorian, Allies and Enemies, level two reader, DLP by Brooke Vitell. The Mandalorian 8x8 storybook, title will be revealed later by Brooke Vitell. The Mandalorian Junior novelization by Joe Schreiber. In addition, the Mandalorian-inspired comics are coming from Marvel and IDW Publishing and Magazine. Novelty and coloring and activity titles are on the way from Titan Studio Fun Crayola, Thunder Bay Press, Disney Publishing Worldwide, and Dreamtivity. Younger bounty hunters can look forward to a little golden book and a screen comics retelling of season one stay tuned for more information on starwars.com so are we getting new stories it doesn't sound like we're getting any new stories it's just a novelization of the season one now if there's any routine that i could pick up from any of the publishing or novelization is that yes it will include new information no it will probably be not relevant to the story, but will I buy the adult novelization? Of course I'm going to buy the adult novelization. 100% going to buy the adult novelization. So tell me when it comes out so I can pre-order it. I can't wait to, to uh, be able to envision some new stuff down the pipeline. So that's just... Great stuff. Finally, a big surprise to me, uh, my good friend Mike, and you know Mike from the We Have Spoken series, texted me, and he, <laughs> he knows that I'm often on top of these things, and he goes, you probably already know this, but Lego's coming out with this. And I opened it, and I went, no, I did not know this at all. Are you kidding me? Now, of course, in an audio version of the podcast, you can't see what I'm about to explain to you. But here is what I can say. I can say that this is a new series of Legos called Art. It is Star Wars The Sith. And the artwork, okay, let's just go through some of the specs. I can't, I got to get my thoughts wrapped around this. First off, it's $120. I can swallow that. That's no problem. $120. It is part of their 18 plus line, which used to be creator expert, but they rebranded it as 18 plus. I fall into this category. Thank you. Times two. Not times two. Times two minus four. Yeah. 3,400 pieces. Now I was like, wait a second. 3,400 pieces, $119. What's going on here? Uh, it's item number 31,200. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is a great set for you. Create an iconic art piece with the Lego Art Star Wars Sith set. Enjoy a well-earned break as you make a special display piece for your home or office. Celebrate the Sith Lords, Dark, uh, Darth Maul. Kylo Ren and Darth Vader. Now, hang on. Time out. I've got a problem. <laughs> Lego. Uh, Kylo Ren is not a Sith Lord. Okay. We're just going to back it on down, and we're going to go back into Legoland. With a three-in-one portrait set. A three-in-one portrait set. Wait a second. What do you mean by that? If you want more, you can buy and combine three sets into an ultimate Darth Vader wall piece. So wait, 120, 240, 360, 300. Now we're, get, now we're getting into Lego value. 
While you build, listen to the included soundtrack to enjoy details and audio stories linked to the set. What? Finish the build with the Star Wars signature plate, then display on your wall or shelf. You don't need to be a painter or have lots of Lego mounts to enjoy building this portrait grip. Once you've done, you'll have the piece you can be proud to display. The Lego set is part of a collection of inspiring building kits for adults interested in the pop culture, etc., etc., etc. A bunch of details down the line. But what this comes down to is that this is like single studded bricks, like pixelated art. Uh, back in the uh, bitmap ages of Microsoft Paint, and it's as if a you got the smallest avatar picture from Twitch or Twitter, and then blew it up, and then you know you get the little blockiness of it, and I love it. It's awesome. Are you kidding? So I'm just looking through this. Yes, we got a Darth Vader, we've got a Darth Maul, and we have a Kylo Ren. All very cool looking. They use different colors, which means they must come with a bunch of different extra pieces. I do like the idea of combining all of all three into a gigantic one. I do not like it for $360, but I'll definitely get one to start and see how it feels. And then maybe end up getting all three of them. I don't know. Maybe there's a, somebody out there who wants to give me some money. Maybe they'll, Maybe that'll happen. But I love the idea that this is just a new line. And it just doesn't stop at Star Wars. It also goes into Marilyn Monroe, Andy Warhol's Marilyn Monroe, Marvel Studios' Iron Man looks really cool, and the Beatles. It's just a great idea of, of sort of catering to adults. And I couldn't be happier about it. And I, I would assume that the inspiration came from this lego dots this lego dots uh series is sort of like geared to kind of like that tween the, the kid that's you know a little bit older um both male and female really more on the on the the, the female side of the ball you know listen there's not a lot of lego theme sets out there that are themed toward toward girls and, but they're getting better at this. And listen, I've walked the aisles of Lego and Target many, many times, and there's just not a lot for the for the girls. Now, of course, the girls can build Star Wars sets. They can build the, the space sets and the Jago sets if they want to. But, you know, some girls don't want the Star Wars sets. They want something that they can call their own. So Meet Dots, which is a cool little art-inspired 2D sort of thing. So to make a long story short... I got a bracelet, which are only $5. I mean, it's nothing. It's got like 30 pieces to a 30 of these little single dot pieces with like a flexible band. And I got it for my daughter for her third birthday just because it's cool. And I was really impressed with it. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. You do a lot of different things with it. Um, so I'm interested if they'll expand that out to adults <coughs> so I can wear Legos around my wrist. That would be cool. Uh, but yeah, I think that's I think the Lego 2D art is really cool. I'll probably end up getting it, and I'm looking forward to bringing that to you on the podcast or on the not the podcast because you can't see anything, but on the Twitch channel. So make sure you follow twitch.tv backslash mrctech. But that sort of ends our hyperspace spot uh, for episode 26. We've got early renditions of Palpatine. We've got the Mandalorian publishing 
uh, stuff going on, and we've got new LEGO art themes happening that include some Star Wars stuff. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the next segment. Remember, it is around 34 to 35 minutes in length, so I hope you're ready for that. And uh, without further ado, let's get on to the next segment. Look at him, he's heading for that small moon. That's no moon. It's a breakdown. Well, welcome back to part two of That's No Moon, It's a Breakdown. We're here uh, reviewing The Rise of Skywalker. Not really reviewing, but just doing a little rewatch, breaking it down, a little live commentary, a little mystery science theater, uh, 3000 action, a little uh, behind the scenes sort of uh, seeing how the movie sort of plays out have the feelings changed have they not if you listen to part one that's in episode 25 uh just uh click on down there and scrub through to find it uh but thanks for joining me on this journey uh we are live streaming on twitch.tv backslash mrc tech we do a often start a bit late so if you didn't get a chance to catch the live commentary live, uh, come on out. It usually happens on Mondays after 10 p.m. That's the most accurate statement I can say about when the live streams start for sure. So we're going to queue up this part two. We go in half-hour segments as we normally do. We finished last week at the 30-minute and 33-second mark so as i queue up the movie stand by and i'll let you know when we begin and like i said we're uh, starting this up actually at the 30 minute and 13 second mark and they're currently sinking into the sinking fields so uh let's start off with uh talking about how ridiculous this is with the sinking fields as what luck that they would have sinking fields on a different planet and be sucked down. And I guess that's okay if you want to... Yeah, so Ray, I never told you. This is kind of a point of contention for a lot of viewers. Um... Because Finn really never does, spoiler alert, get a chance to say anything uh, in regard to what he's talking about. This scene really cracked me up. Falcon's not responding. You have to say it like that. Like what? Do me a personal favor. Be optimistic. Yes, ma'am. Uh, this is this is this is uh, terrific. terrific. <laughs> You're not gonna believe how well this is gonna turn out. Gonna great. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed that scene. Uh, conversely, this scene I just thought was okay. That did make me laugh. You didn't say my name. So they sort of make their way magically through these sinking fields into magical tunnels that happened to be there exactly underneath where they were at. So that's cool. 
This is the point where I thought C-3PO had a little too much to say. Um, man, Poe lighting that torch, a.k.a. flashlight, but they call it a torch. Next to Rey, who lights the lightsaber, a.k.a. Cal Kestis, a.k.a. Jedi Fallen Order. It really cracked me up. I thought that was hilarious. I do not want to know what made these tunnels. Judging by the circumference of the tunnel walls, there are I said I do not want to know. Not. What's that? Is that what? a speeder? An old one. That was a good Perhaps classic uh, musical yeah, trope. I think that too. Do 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 do. A hex charm. A hex charm. No, no, he's uh, this this car, this this speeder. Really reminds me of a hot rod, right? And that's such a good callback to George Lucas, who made American Graffiti, who was really in the hot rods. A lot of the speeders mimicked, even though they looked old in Star Wars, they really mimicked the flavor of the 50s. Poe's afraid of bones. We're learning a lot about him in this uh, episode. Ooh, a dagger. Little force vision. Fair. Little force vibration. Again, Cal Kestis like. Get out of town, the location of the dagger. Okay. And where's the wayfinder? I am afraid I cannot tell you. This I actually I thought was a good storytelling point that C-3PO, despite knowing all of these languages, cannot and will not divulge this type of information. So you're telling us the one time we need you to talk, you can't? Irony, sir. I am mechanically incapable of speaking translations from Sith. I believe the rule was passed by the Senate of the Old Republic. Senate of the Old Republic. I love that. We got a giant creature. Ray does not seem to be afraid. At all. I like that she hands the lightsaber over to Finn. He's had experience with it. Dig it. Finish. One of the things that I am proud of. Um, obviously, the Rise of Skywalker came out mid- Mandalorian and just the week before the Mandalorian ended I think ended or at least was coming close to an end was the spoiler spoiler alert uh, the baby Yoda healing episode and I remember saying to a couple of my buddies I don't know if we've ever seen that force power on media you know in games sure or whatever and I'm like I bet you that they have a force healing scene in the Rise of Skywalker. I said it out loud to people. People heard me. There are witnesses here. So, <clears throat> Ray healing the Vexus. Vexus, I think it's called. The giant worm snake thing. I was good with it. You know what I mean? It shows compassion. It, it's exactly right in line with Ray's character. I think it's wonderful, to be honest with you. Now, the 
you know, again, how did they get into the situation? They they, they sank into fields. Force energy from me to him. <laughs> Not into it. Um, we should have a little thing of Chewie grabbing the dagger. Ooh, the Knights of Ren. One, two, three, four, five, six. They're just standing on a cliff. Very menacing-like. Just a reminder, we've waited five years for the Knights of Ren. Let's see if we get any action with them. Spoiler alert, we don't. You gotta keep moving. Find someone who can translate that dagger. Like a helpful droid. I always found the scale of this part where they're where they're climbing up the Ochi ship and then they go into Ochi ship and then they're exploring around Ochi ship. I found that the scale of the ship didn't quite match the size of the ship on the outside. I don't know why. We have the very highly, highly anticipated scene of Ray going out into the desert to confront the TIE Whisperer of one Kylo Ren. Yeah, just like the whole size and scope of this ship doesn't make sense to me. Although I would enjoy a Lego Ochi ship, I must say. She's just exploring the desert, I'll tell you. Here we go, we got Chewie making his way. <gasps> dum, dum, dum. Two Knights of Ren staring menacingly. Will they do anything? We've waited five years. I know I was holding my breath in the theater while this was happening. Just unbelievable scene. An unbelievable scene. I love it. This guy is motoring down the sand here. Ochi ship fires up after several years, many, many years of not working. Boom. It works. There's hex charms all over the place. I just noticed that. That's pretty cool. Finn feels Ren. Boom. I like it. Chewie is just captured. They they decided to cut to cut out any kind of fight sequence. Okay, we'll, we'll accept it. I guess. Again, it would have been a good opportunity to see the might of the Knights of Ren take down Chewbacca. Right. So Chewbacca is a very powerful character. He often gets his way. You know, he did get shot in The Force Awakens. First time I think he ever got hurt, like, on screen. That would have been a good opportunity just to see how powerful and notorious the Knights of Ren were to take down Chewbacca. Thank you. I'm, like, compelled to watch the trailer because this part of the trailer was just fabulous. God. This is a great move. I mean, the jump, the split, 
And now, you know, where, where do you think he's going? 200 plus miles an hour. <laughs> and he rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls. And it explodes. His cockpit explodes. And he walks out of it unscathed. Okay. I gasped at this part when she stopped the transport from moving. And, yep, he's just hanging out. Yes, there he is. Yep. I guess the cockpit didn't explode. Maybe it was the engine. Maybe it was... I don't know, but it's, the cockpit seems fine to me. Maybe the airbags went off. I don't know. Now we got this sweet, sweet battle. Battle of the wills, as it would say, pun intended. Wills, W-H-I-L-L-S. You gotta wonder what's going down on that transport. They're probably like, what in the world is happening? Love the alarm blaring. Oh. Gosh. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna be honest with you, this shook me. First time seeing it shook me. They killed Chewie 40 minutes into this film. Wouldn't have, you know, I was very sad. I was very shocked by it. Completely forgot about the second transport because you got so much going on. You got Kylo Ren and Rey facing off. You got this tug of war with the transport he is absolutely shocked at it she is absolutely shocked at it but chew is gone i lost control it wasn't your fault it was no. yes it was ren he made you he's gone that power came This is like the rare occurrence where we actually have a chance to breathe and have these characters like talk to each other. Had a vision. Had a vision. Of the throne of the Sith. And yes, you did. Ren. Me. And me. Oh. It's just a vision. Love the towing of the Millennium Falcon. I just love the whole concept of three TIE fighters towing it back to the Star Destroyer. the Knights of Ren, we suffered losses. The transport was destroyed. I've seen the report. that all? No, Legion General. There was another transport in the desert. It brought back a valuable prisoner. Prisoner? Now... Yeah, had like four or five minutes, maybe less, of your heart pounding because Chewie's dead, and then oh, they brought him back. Now, put yourself into the shoes of a nine or ten, nine or ten-year-old who just saw maybe one of his heroes get killed, and like how much anguish are you gonna put somebody through? 
and then they bring him back, you know, pretty pretty handedly, and that's fine. And I know, like, in theaters, people were pretty excited about it. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Cool. He's cool. But what would have been better and something, and I don't remember who said it on Twitter, but they said that, oh, I remember. It's, uh, it's an author that was like, oh, you know, there was a lot of missed opportunities to make bold decisions in this movie. Instead of giving Chewie back to us within minutes, why not just, like, hang on to that until after Kajimi? <laughs> Chewie's alive, says Dave GT 52 <laughs> He is. Until Ray feels Chewie on the big Star Destroyer. That would have, that would have given, like, 15 minutes of breathing room, right? And then that would have been a little bit more dynamic. Too fast, gingerbread beauty. Thank you. It was way too fast. Um, but now they're headed to Kajimi, which I like. I actually enjoyed the... I really like the interaction between Poe, Finn, and Wright. They continue to dominate, in my opinion. Fun, 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 fun scene of... Uh, BB-8 transferring his life force into Dio, just like Rey transferred her life force into the Vexus. So a nice little subtle uh, symbolic gesture there, which, again, I didn't notice that the symbolism on the first viewing, but through many threaded Twitter posts, I finally picked up on it. J.J. Abrams voices Dio, which is cool. Yeah, Kajimi, man, is just like one of those towns that just completely waylaid by the First Order. And, you know, and I think it's a good indication. Yeah, right? It's a good indication of how far stretched the First Order, um, I guess, got. But the problem that I find with having a new planet, new new places to go each episode, is that you don't get a reference of how far something is from another planet or world. So, I know it's silly to say, but like even a map in movie would be cool. But yeah, that's why the map to Luke Skywalker was like a cool idea because you finally get to see the whole galaxy, you know, for a second. Give you an idea. Because if that if you can get lost in the galaxy, then that means it's pretty gigantic. He's not stupid enough to come back here. Oh, you'd be surprised. Um. Okay, so Zori Bliss, initial feelings. I think it's a stupid character. I don't think it's a necessary character. Again, they're like really pouring it on thick for like the the uh, background of Poe Dameron, right? You know, he can he can uh, jump speeders. He can run spice. He's been to Kajimi. He's doing all this strange stuff. Great scene. Love that. You were spice runner. You were stormtrooper. <laughs> Back and forth. The back and forth there is just so great. Again, their dynamic, their trios is is, is great. No, don't Jakanga. 
I just noticed that part. When she, when Ray swings the staff and hits one, I, I don't know if it's Finn or Poe, but he goes, ooh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, the things you see on the fifth watch. The sixth watch. All right, now they're all friends. They're all friends. They got they got their asses kicked. Excuse my language. And now they're all friends. All good. All good. Special droid steps. C-3PO running in a jacket. It just doesn't look right to me. It's He looks stupid. The Knights of Ren walking through alleyways. All six of them searching. We've waited five years for them to do something. We'll wait a little longer. This is a lovely cantina scene, very reminiscent. What I loved about it is that I 100% noticed the bartender off first glance was John Williams himself, composer extraordinaire. Bobby Frick, can you help us with this? Babu Frick is super Sorry? cool. Is this gonna work? What is he saying? <laughs> Babu Frick is also played by the same character actor as Moaning Myrtle. So, Harry Potter reference. Love it. Can you make him Babu, can you make him translate it? Yes, but it will cause a complete, a complete memory wipe. Oof. We make him translate it, he won't remember anything. Good. Remember, go blank. Blank, blank. Doesn't R2 back up your memory? Oh, please. r storage units are famously unreliable. You know the odds better than any of us. So I've got thoughts here, and again, it's choice. like... First off, this scene is great in terms of the scope, right, and the scale. C-3PO has to make the decision to get his mind erased to allow information to be given to our heroes. Deep scene. Great scene. Wonderful scene. But the problem with it is how it gets resolved, unfortunately. So... Let's just let's just let it sit as it is, as you saw with Chewie, Chewie dying, bold choice, bringing it back within a minute, not great. C-3PO sacrificing himself, his his entire legacy, from being ma made in Episode One all the way up to now, his memory being wiped for the greater good. Bold, bold statement, bold, bold decision. Back to Kylo Ren. Oh my god, he's so good. He's so good in this scene. Real quick interlude. He's talking. Uh, what's his face? Hux is like, should we destroy the city? And he just points at him. And is like, don't talk to me. And I love it. And of course, the, you know, there's a Han Solo reference there for sure. But I just, in the movie, man, is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's great in this movie. Now we get a little exposition here. Uh, you know, Zori explains that the First Order... What's up, Derek? The First Order took the kids. Now we've got this magical 
First Order Captain's Medallion. It's a magic trick. We can get on any ship. We can get through any blockade. We can do anything we want. This seems like an important piece of the story that we are just being thrown, and we have to accept it. Okay. Wanna come with me? Okay. Now we see Zori's eyes. Again, I don't really understand the helmet. There's no history to it. Why even have the helmet? Don't get it. Not till it's over. I do like... Maybe it is. Again, Poe Dameron's character is explored. We have, you know, sort of a hot, big hotshot pilot turned commander, turned empathetic human being towards everyone. And he's given a chance to run and escape, but he stays. And he explains how he can't leave. And I think that's really cool for Poe Dameron. Now, of course, we have you know, the line of, they make you think you're alone, but, you know, people together. There's more of us, blah, blah, blah. And that's from Zori Bliss. Cool. I like Dio. I'll probably end up getting the Lego of Dio. Something's not right about all of this. I know where I've seen it. The ship he was on Ochi's ship. The day my parents left. Oh, baby. They were on that ship. Are you sure? There's an incoming destroyer. Gotta go now. Did we get it? Babu? Yep. Uh, the droid is ready. We've got six and a half minutes left. Let's see where we get. At Delta 36, transient I-36, bearing 3-2 on a moon in the Endor system. From the southern shore, our new display tells. Our new display tells. Okay, so we got the message. C-3PO is down and out. I love the mention of the Endor system. You know, it's obviously located on a Death Star 2 wreckage. Oh, but it exploded. How could there be no wreckage? Shut up. There's wreckage. Just deal with it. Who cares? It's great. He's here. And again, this. Chewie. And then cut to Chewie being interrogated by Kylo Ren. He's alive. What? Head cannon. How? He's alive. He must have been in a different transport. You gotta go get him. Your friends on that sky trash? I guess he is. Your friends on that sky trash? Stupid. Sorry. Get out. human cyborg relations. And you are? Okay, that's gonna be a problem. Hello, <laughs> bubble freak. Why, hello? Why, hello? <laughs> that's great. He does have charm. C-3PO does have charm. Ooh, they said ass in Star Wars. Yikes. Might get you on a capital ship. Go help your friend. Sorry, I don't think I can take this. I don't care what you think. Another sort of scene of like not a lot happened between to like have them give the medallion. Yeah, just whatever. Osvidja oh, Gamer, what's up, my friend? You're here to hear the commentary. Thanks for coming on out. Appreciate you. 
Ginger brought me here. I've been sitting here listening as an avid Star Wars nut, though I'm what they call legacy and what I uh, what I refuse to call anything but expanded universe. Medallion's good. Okay. I think they call it legends. Right? Whatever this chewy person is, this is madness. Whatever this chewy person. All right, so they head to the destroy, and we're almost like. Oh, that's okay, man. Um, we'll talk EU in a moment. That's what the kids are talking We just like the sound of your voice. Thank you. Which way? No idea. Follow me. Because us, us boomers won't let go of it. Hey, there's Star Wars is for everyone. Just remember that. So we've got to just absolute great scenes i gotta think where we're gonna end this an appropriate point it's okay that we're here great it's okay mind tricks you're relieved that we're here you're relieved that we're here great we're looking for a prisoner and his belongings a a underrated scene where poe quickly asks finn does she do that to us? Great scene. You won't catch it on the first time, but if you if you listen in for it, it's a really funny scene. And in the novelization, they actually quip her, they quip back and forth about like, wait, does she do that to us all the time? And it's real. I, mean, I just find it to be great. Feeling. I'll meet you back at the hangar. Ray, you can't just let her go. Chewie. Again, I just I just love the team together. It's so good. Search the city again. Kijimi had one of those giant polar bear sort of things. I believe it's from Rogue One. I think I would need confirmation of that. Of course we can't fit you, Chewie. Yeah, Ray's here. She's gonna get the dagger. By the way, they can all understand Chewie now. Sheer Shrierwook? Shrierwook? I forget. Ships this way. Follow me. Whose ship is this? Boom. <laughs> Great action scenes. Stormtroopers. I do like that our heroes aren't like crack shots. Like, they're just not hitting everybody at one time. Except for Chewie, because he's okay, but he's also a legend. Great scene of the Stormtrooper. Just uh, the cinematography there is awesome. Like, Poe missed and then hits him. You know, it's great. Chewie's been fighting since Han, uh, before Han was born. Yes, I believe he's a 180 years old. You look great. Not only has Chewie, Chewie been fighting since Han was born, Chewie's 100% going to be in the High Republic in the new uh, publication that's coming out 200 years before uh, the prequels. So that should be very interesting. I don't... Is that a chewy laugh? Uh, it's not really a laugh. I don't know. I don't really like that part with Chewy doing his little warble there. I think it's kind of unnecessary, but we'll, we'll deal with it. Ooh, we've got one minute left in our segment. So we're going to end. Let's see. After their confrontation? Let's see. Let's see how far we get. Or before their confrontation. Ooh. 
This scene from set design to uh, choreography is really good. You know, first off, again, great exposition. We're building the storyline. We know who you are. She's starting to feel like she's got an idea. She's kind of in denial. This is uh, how they're fixing the last Jedi, fixing in quotes, meaning about how your parents are no one, etc., etc. Lightsabers connect, but they're not in the same place. What is happening? And now we see Ray's parents on Jakku. Ochi's ship blasting on off. Scene from The Force Awakens. Great. They sold you and the scene changes, and now they're on Kijimi. What? Boom. Boom. Berries fall out on the floor. It's great! My gosh! Legion General, the scavenger's not with them. Take them away. Terminate them. Oof. Tell me where you are. You don't know the whole story. Don't know the whole story. Neither do we. He's like saying that to the fans. You don't know the whole story. <laughs> Who had your parents taken? Oh, boy. He was looking for you. Again, I submit that. Does the word Palpatine really bring shivers and fear to this galaxy 30 years after Palpatine is overthrown is his name actually still relevant to someone who had no idea that the Jedi uh, like the Jedi existed uh, that they were only legends oh there you are so that's where you are oh. fighting continues excellent you know why the Emperor's always wanted you dead I'll come tell you. And he's gone. She was in my quarters. Locked on the ship. 102.19 on the clock. If you're paying attention at home. Again, whew, fast moving, uh, fast moving movie. Uh, they escape Pisana. They're sort of hanging out. Chewie's dead. Chewie's not dead. C-3PO's more dead, you know, I guess, memory wiped. Uh, we've got interesting force bonding happening. We've got lightsaber battles across the stars. Very curious. Ochi's uh, dagger is back in play. We, find, we know where they have to go. We're on Kajimi. We meet some people. I like Kajimi a lot. I like the atmosphere of Kajimi. It's good for me. Uh, but really the movie's heating up. Now, it's getting to a point where we're about to find out who Ray really is, right? And that's kind of where 
the buildup is getting to. Now, does it pay off in the end? I'll give you my feelings and thoughts on the big Who Is Ray reveal on next week's podcast and on next week's Twitch channel. So you're going to have to come back and uh, click on that that play now button to find out what my thoughts were on that or uh, check out the stream. You can catch an early live look of the thoughts there. So that has been part two of the rise of Skywalker, uh, a live movie commentary. That's no moon. It's a breakdown. Uh, We'll see you on the other side. As episode 26 comes to a close, I want to thank you for sticking with me as always, as we go, on through uh, the podcast world. I know it's definitely tough to listen to all the different podcasts out there, but I appreciate your support as we uh, go on through. So thank you for that. A new project that MRC Tech is going to be taking on, and this is sort of breaking news as of the Twitch community right now, 12.44 a.m. on July 7th. I'm going to be embarking on a new podcast journey, which will involve the life of a streamer. So if you're a Twitch streamer or even another streamer, I think Trollo is maybe Trollo is maybe new or even a YouTube streamer. If you are a streamer of any kind and you want to get a little exposure in podcast land and you want to sort of talk about your brand and your process and your stream and why you do it and just give us a little taste behind the scenes of what you have to go through to get your stream up and running, that would be an awesome conversation that I'd love to have with you. So uh, name to be revealed soon but if you would like to correspond on that or collaborate uh, please message me on instagram or twitter at the mrc tech at the mrc tech or you can email me if you are an emailer uh, sean at mrc i am asking for no money i don't care i actually am generally interested in the topic of how streamers got their start and where they want to go and why they do it. So this is just a little advertisement for that. If you're listening in on this and you're a podcaster and you want to come on the show and talk Star Wars with me, just reach out to me. I'm more than happy to set up a time for us to make that happen. But this has been episode 26. We talked a lot of cool stuff today. Lego art, Mandalorian books, and Palpatine drawings followed up with the rise of skywalker part two we'll bring the rise of skywalker part three to you next week on episode 27 but this ends episode 26 and as they say in a galaxy far far away may the force be with you Star Wars by MRC Tech, created by Sean, found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, can be streamed from mrctechllc.com. Follow Sean and MRC Tech on all the socials. Search out MRC Tech and you will surely find them. Catch all the exciting Star Wars action in a podcast form. But don't forget, MRC Tech also streams content like games and Lego builds and is also a tech specialist. Reach out if you ever need help. Music provided by Incompetech, the Baltic House Orchestra, Pandemics, and ChillHop.com. Copyrighted 2020. Cheers, and may the force be with you.